Hello? Huh, huh, hello? Oh, hi. Welcome to Network Special, the only podcast that talks about pop culture with two white men. Finally, two white guys get their take on what's happened in the media. My name is Zachariah Durr, and I'm here with my co-host... Nathan Shear. And I have our producer in the booth. And who is that? Your token Native American, Jeremy Demery. Hey, yeah. Um, yeah, this is Network Special, the podcast where we talk about appointment-based television, the golden, golden era, because that's when we were teenagers. So it was a golden era <laughs> of appointment-based television. Whenever something was on television, you had to be there for it but now thanks to the magic of the internet we can watch whatever we watched as teenagers again and again and again and talk about it with you and you were probably a teenager when you watched this so it was golden for you as well but not jeremy because he's younger than us jeremy just sits there and pouts and frowns and he has to sit there and take it i and- do <laughs> <laughs> it happened <laughs> And boy, oh boy, this is this is an episode uh, I have been looking forward to doing this sort of special since we began the show. And we're going to be talking about an award show, not just any award show. We're going to talk about the MTV Music Video Awards from 1995. 12th Annual. Hi, I'm Tabitha Soren. I'm Kurt Loder. Welcome to the 1995 MTV Video Music Awards Show opening act, coming to you live from 51st Street and 6th Avenue in New York City. I'm sorry? 12th Annual. This was the 12th annual edition of the VMA Awards. It was only the twelfth year of the awards. Wow! Yeah. I mean, you you said that, and it took me a second to process. And like, oh right, MTV had only been around for fifteen years at that point. Yeah, and it was beginning. <laughs> it, this is like, is this the beginning of the end of MTV's just complete dominance of how people got music or how people saw uh, uh, hmm. music stars? Um, I'm trying to think. I- I'm trying to think how far from me graduating high school, which was 96, how far from that before I just altogether did not pay any attention to it. Well, and I mean the beginning of the reality programming and other programming taking over music videos as the dominant programming. Road Rules is advertised during this. So they've already done Real World probably a couple of seasons of that, right? Like what year did that start? Yeah, and and uh Beavis and Butthead. So have, when does had their role. When are they when are they doing real uh live or when they're like with uh, Carson Daly? When when do they start doing that? Total Request Live had to have been early 2000s. Okay, cuz to me that's when it really I mean, they're he's still showing videos and stuff, but I feel like that's where they started the downhill, true downhill slope. Hey, Total Request Live, first year, 1998. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah. I don't think this is a downward slide yet. I don't think they're there yet. Well, I, I mean, this is, this is the crest of the hill. I think we were about okay. to see 
the influence in terms of I'm I'm just talking about the the music video on yeah. MTV being the thing. I mean, it was just nothing bigger. Maybe it felt that way because I was 15 when I was watching this and I was at the one of the the heights of my music fandom and just ingesting everything that there was out there. Can you think of a music video now? Uh, can you think of an event where like you're like, oh, I got to see the music video for this? Now? <laughs> yeah. There are people who I get very excited to see their, their music videos. Um, I mean, I like, I like watching them. I like, like if I read a story, like, you know, of course, like the uh, This Is America was like a big, you know, everyone talked about that. Mm-hmm. And then like, every, you know, every once in a while people talk, but like, like what I don't, I, I want people to understand is that like at one point, like they were, and we talked about this with Michael Jackson's black or white video. At one point, like they would devote like a couple hour block of time on TV that they paid for just dedicated to releasing their premiere of a new video from an artist that was yeah. famous. Yeah. And that kind of, like when they did that with uh, MC Hammer's Too Legit to Quit, I remember watching it. I remember being like, like that was huge. Yeah. And and the kind of nation seeing something all at the exact same time is largely not a thing anymore in the way that it, it was. Yeah. Right. It, it's only like the Super Bowl and like, you know, every once in a while, like – or like a presidential like debate or something like those are things you can count on or maybe something like SNL maybe you can say like a high percentage of people are watching because it airs at this time but really like yeah i mean i can't remember the last time i actually watched Saturday Night live during its live tape you know showing. right and i mean on the day like if a new bts video or a Vince staples video or something comes out you can see it's racked up millions of views on the first couple hours of its release, but that's yeah. still different than at that same second, everybody taking something in. Yeah. And I think also it's really, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of times these new videos, I guess, I guess the newest videos, like the ones where they would devote it to a couple hour block was probably really, they're just, this is no one's heard this new music yet too. So like when they're airing right. black or white, like the new album hasn't come out yet. So it's not like you've heard black or white and you're just waiting for a video to appear for it. Yeah. So I guess there's similar. I mean, that's really why people are racking up views on YouTube. It's not like, um, you know, whatever, but yeah, I, I think this like time period and then having an awards show for these things, like, are there things like that? Is anyone doing like an online awards, like for best video? Well, there's the MTV. Maybe a Webby. There's there's the MTV Music Video Awards. They still do it. Yeah, that that's coming out the same. If it's not the same week, <laughs> that the, really? Yeah, if it's not the same week as this podcast drops, it's it's been the just the previous week. So yeah, the weekend and Lady Gaga won the major awards last year. Oh, is that where he was wearing that uh, facial mask, or was that a different? I think that might have been the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> was okay. it like, oh, the room I, with all the so, lights? But why is MTV having a video music award if they themselves don't play videos? Well, don't they still host 
music video news? Aren't there other... Now, I have not had cable in a long time. Aren't there other adjunct MTV stations that still play videos and MTV is just kind of a receptacle of uh, tween culture now? Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's like an MTV2 or something. I mean, no, there is an MTV2, but maybe there's like a... And I think... It's like MTV music. (laughs) I think it's just, you know, it's been so long now that people... I don't even know if people think through it that much, maybe. Like, maybe people don't go, oh, wait, why are they doing... They just do. They just do the music video awards, and they'll get viewers because, you know, people will always watch the new popular musicians, so why stop it? Like, what? I mean, I, I guess something else would take its place yeah i mean i guess i was i would if i was mtv maybe i would do just a music award show or something you know for like, albums like or the grammys but, yeah well, why guess, wouldn't why wouldn't know. you do music I would do videos it on the same night as the grammys too <laughs> wow huh this may yeah. be why you lost the job as head of mtv <laughs> Yeah, one day. I had it one day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, okay, so let's talk about 1995. Let's do it. Okay, so at this time period, okay, so here's what's happening. This is crazy. So Kurt Cobain has died. Yep. Jerry Garcia has died. Mm -hmm. Very recently, we mean. Yes. Within the last two months of this being recorded. Chinese democracy... It's being recorded some mm-hmm. <laughs> somehow <laughs> from Guns N' Roses. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish is new. Mm-hmm. Notorious B.I.G. is alive still, mm-hmm. going the other way. Mm-hmm. We have Green Day, Dookie, right? Yeah. Weezer, freaking Buddy Holly. Yeah. Right? Like, this is a monstrous time. <laughs> For like, I feel like for like music that is still happening now, huge music sales year, just just massive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how many people won awards and aren't still doing stuff? Oh, almost everybody on this show, unless they have physically died, are still doing albums. Most right. of them, I can think of two off the top of my head that are not really major players anymore. Like probably... Seal? Uh, well, Although he didn't even, he didn't, he wasn't even nominated, was he? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Kiss from a Rose. This oh, was Batman right. Forever year. Oh, yeah, 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 don't forget, yeah. Batman as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like the movie soundtrack, like are movie soundtracks still like a big deal? Not in the way that they were because it's not as though people would purchase a a soundtrack like it's a, a mixtape and probably buy it for one song and then get all these other songs from the label and maybe be exposed to new artists. I don't think that works quite the same way. But I mean, things yeah. like the Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack, that was huge. Black okay, Panther, yeah. that was huge. What was Black Panther? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like those are... Um, I feel like those are special cases because they are geared towards a specific audience. And so they wanted every aspect of the movies to, you know, have that kind of feel. 
Um, you also just don't so hear about them sense, moving units, you know? Yeah. It's not as though people are just raking in the cash over sales the way that they they did. This is also the beginning right. of the end of that. We're going to have Napster rearing its head pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was an uh, this was a pretty and and oh red hot so red hot chili peppers mm-hmm. which is this like after under the bridge right it is they've been around since yeah. the eighties but they have just hit it big yeah and they've got that guy that Dave Navarro is that his name mm-hmm. it, was he new to the band yeah I think he replaced Frusciante I'm not the biggest okay. red hot scholar but. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty positive. Yeah, so because they mentions in it that he this is his first show, mm-hmm. uh, video, video, uh, li- like live uh, TV show. Okay, and then S- Silver Chair. <laughs> right. Are they still? What happened to them? They they're still doing albums, and they had a big hit a couple years ago. Okay, they're also Australian, so I think that they are oh, very okay. big deals still in Australia because they take okay. what they can get. Yeah, the Hello to all our Australian listeners. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've each this this is a sprawling, sprawling award show. There is how oh long gosh. was the pre-show? Two hours. Five. Okay, this was a five-hour commitment for yeah. each of us. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the pre-show is one hour. Okay, no, two hours. Yeah, I was I gonna think. say, boy, it felt longer than an hour. Yeah, two hours. The actual show is about three hours, mm-hmm. and then there was a post show mm-hmm. of about thirty to an hour. Yeah, brutal and commercials as well. I know you're happy, Zachariah. Oh my god, I love it. By the way, I was working at Pizza Hut during this time. I'm pretty sure, and this was they had lots of great Pizza Hut commercials during this time. Very excited about this. Uh, that is one this of the time m- in Pizza Hut history. The most mentioned things that you bring up from your past is is you have so many memories that connect in a very visceral way to Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. There, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you, you are not. You are making a joke, but you are also no, not, not making a joke. No, this is real. This is my re- my life has so many memories connected to Pizza Hut, and which have all, by the way, been shattered. <laughs> like, <laughs> with current Pizza Hut taste and, and feel. <laughs> but man, it, it, if if there's a time in life I could go back to, if I had a time machine, I wouldn't kill Hitler. I wouldn't meet Jesus. I would go back to when Pizza Hut tasted good. <laughs> Which and I think was when Jesus was alive. So maybe I could still meet him. <laughs> and with that, we have each selected <laughs> four highlights that we want to talk about for, for each of us. We've yeah. each picked four things. Uh, we're going to get into it because there's no way that we're going to make everybody sit through some sort of play-by-play of this five-hour-long marathon. So This Nathan- month on Network Special. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, you want to start us off? What did you yeah, pick? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'll start us off in the best way possible, which was how the show even started, at least the actual awards, which was a 15-minute performance by MJ himself.
Michael Jackson. <sighs> Wacko Jacko. <laughs> Whose backo was not broken during this. No. <laughs> he had landed he... smacko on his backo. <laughs> <laughs> and it went cracko. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and by the way, if you're not getting what's happening, just go online and search up <laughs> Wacko Jacko and you will see. <laughs> These are real world references to how a uh, uh, National Enquirer and these like tabloids talked about him. Anyways, okay, so this is hot off the heels of his <laughs> allegations and getting off of, <laughs> you know, dodging those first uh, child abuse allegations, um, which we have all. Um, we all have fond memories of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and we have and we and, and and all of us have varying regrets on how we thought about those things. <laughs> um, but yes, fifteen minutes. This is this one long. Uh, his album history is coming out. This was like a new album after Dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many years this is, but from that, but it's a best of, but also a disc of all new material. So, which I don't, I'm not, I don't understand why he put those together, but so anyway, so that's what this performance is. It's a 15 minute, like, and by the way, I don't think he's, my friend Colin mentioned this to me. I don't think he sings one note during it. (laughs) You can tell when his mic gets turned on and it's not long. So this is how the entire MTV Awards start. This is before any of the presenters is just a 15-minute long performance from Michael Jackson, and they have applause piped in. That's fake applause. (laughs) Like, people were clapping in the audience, but then he is such a maniac that he has to have applause goose (laughs) over... Uh, uh, the actual audience, just in case, I guess they're not clapping hard enough. He -hmm. does a a medley of a bunch of his old material. Yep. And it's like a medley, meaning like one second of this song, Mm -hmm. one, one keyboard stab from this song, Mm -hmm. two seconds of this song, you know, a moonwalk of this song. (laughs) And then he sings, uh, you are not alone. One of my mm-hmm. least favorite songs of his. I know, such and we a got the bummer. whole thing. Uh, but this is—it's too long, right? <laughs> it's too <laughs> long. But here's the th- here's the thing with Michael Jackson and MTV. He was such a huge reason that MTV became what it was that they were always sort of forever indentured to him and wanted to please him. And so I'm sure whenever he said this is what he wanted to do, they kind of had to say yes. And then later on, did you watch the post show where they talk about the Michael Jackson performance? Um, I did watch what, what, what was the, what what are you referencing? The hosts are just so fawning over the performance and talking about how all these big celebrities were so excited to see Michael Jackson perform. And yeah, I'm sure people were, you know, into seeing him perform, but they're talking about him this way in 1995 and people were not at the same level of pumped for Michael Jackson as they were in say 1985. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> remember, okay, there's one where they, I don't know if they show this in the, the post or pre-show, but like they mentioned how crazy it was when Michael Jackson uh, arrived to the show. Mm. And then they show a clip of him getting out of a limo, walking one way, and then walking the other way. And that's it. And I'm like, what? Like, I was expecting like mobs of people like tearing his clothes off or something. There was yeah. nothing happening with why when he appeared. There's a story in a, a book that I constantly reference the I Want My MTV Oral History book. And uh, one of the VJs during this time period, I guess on air, made some offhand joke about Michael Jackson. Nothing you know, terrible, but just, you know, a, a joke about him. And then they go to commercial break and somebody calls him over and he goes, uh, the head of MTV is on the line and he wants to talk to you now. And he goes, why did you make that joke about Michael Jackson? He has people watching MTV all day to see how we're <laughs> referencing him. I'm going to be getting a phone call for him any minute now. And we're going to have to play another Michael Jackson week to calm him down. <laughs> Did the guy get fired? No, the he person? was just like thin ice <laughs> yeah. for that period of time. He didn't just get fired. They had his head on a stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, did there's actually, yeah, the host of the show actually mentions that he said he would not make fun of Michael Jackson in the show. He promised. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's, God, even when I, when I was a huge fan of Michael Jackson, I'd see stuff like this and I know that it was kind of bought and paid for because it just didn't feel natural. It didn't feel natural for everyone to be this excited about him in 1995 and it always felt embarrassing. Yeah. And that song, what, Scream? Was that the song? Yeah, which he did not really he didn't perform, did he? No. It was the thing. I, it was the song nominated for this year, but he didn't even perform it. Yeah, and that song. Who gives a that song's now. That song's scream. Lame. Yeah, it's certainly not one of his his best efforts. Yeah, nothing I'd on history. You were not alone. <laughs> <laughs> nothing on the history album is that good, right? I think uh, Earth Song. Yeah, you like that one? I love it. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know me. I'm pro. I'm really big about the environment. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> no, there's a few. There's a few. Like I listened to it one random day, um, b- back when I had never heard it before, because mm-hmm. I ne- I didn't just buy his albums. Um, I would just watch the MTV videos or. But he and I thought, oh, this has way more songs. Um, like what's the. There's one where it's kind of like a march, like a a war kind of anti-war mm-hmm. song or something. Yeah. I forget what that one's called. Yeah, he would take a lot of very controversial stands. Anti-war, pro the earth. Anti-Semitism. <laughs> 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 that he would have to explain afterwards. Uh, okay. Any Anything else that we want to say about... Oh, this, uh, I did enjoy the slash... Guitar solo slashes in it that, that Michael Jackson um, pretends to get him to stop. Uh huh. And he won't stop. He waves Michael Jackson away. Um, and for like one second, I was like, "This could be real." 
<laughs> but I was like, of course, Michael Jackson would never allow something like that. But I was like, I don't know. Slash kind of feels like the guy who could pop would maybe do that. <laughs> yeah, you have Slash. There also Slash, a guy whose gu- guitar wasn't turned on until halfway through. <laughs> He just mimes playing yeah. his guitar part, and then when he starts doing the diddly diddly d's, they turn it back <laughs> up. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. Um, you know, mixed emotions, but otherwise, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Feel pretty uplifted tonight. I was just backstage participating in a prayer circle with the guys from White Zombie, and uh, you know. To be honest with you, I'm not really sure which side we were praying to. Uh, (laughs) These cats are shakier than Catherine Hepburn's head in a helicopter. Wasn't, uh... All right. Uh, My pick first up is the host of the evening, Dennis Mm -hmm. Miller, babe. (laughs) Babe. Boy... Who would teenagers want to see? Oh, in 1995 (laughs) is Dennis Miller. Mm -hmm. Dennis Miller, straight from the news desk at SNL, doing his. Oh my! It's it is like your dad's unfunny friend coming in and watching MTV over your shoulder and making bad jokes. Like, okay, can we? I mean, okay. He has a the same trajectory as Ted Nugent, right? Although I think Ted Nugent was always that way, but like, so like, you know, they're both in this Gaga world now. But like, he was a very, <laughs> very, you know, very like relevant. Like that's like a very modern phrase, Gaga world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so mm-hmm. just go go with me. Um, so like, but he is was and con- is considered like one of the best standups of all time. You know, like Jay Leno was no one, or whatever. No, like, no, 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 I disagree. No, no. I, I read this. On, look, I'm not saying was that on DennisMiller.com. <laughs> you know, I read on his Wikipedia like he was listed on you know a list of top 100 standups or something. Like, like okay. he's a person who is considered like. You know, and I did, I did, I thought he was great on, I liked him on Update, you know, and I liked, there were times where I understood the references and I liked them, but on this, it is, uh, it is very much a bomb situation where he is just bombing bit after bit and every, every joke is the same setup. These next two performers, one is this and the other is that. (laughs) Well, it's always something like one of them looks great in heels and the other one is Cindy Crawford. And it's, you know, Cindy Crawford and Wesley Snipes or something. Every single one. Dennis Rodman. I think. Or it's like one of them looks great in heels and the other heels great. I think Dennis Miller sucks, and this is a <laughs> testimony to how much he sucks. He yeah. is wearing the most bizarre suit. It's like almost <laughs> halfway to uh, uh, David Burns Talking Heads big suit. <laughs> if if it was a female power suit, it's kind of like it's a little bit in the 
in the area of how Michael Jordan used to wear those big pillowcase style suits. <laughs> Except it was Michael Jordan who was like a cooler looking guy and a really handsome guy. So he could kind of get away with it. But this is Dennis Miller who just looks like he tumbled through his mom's closet. <laughs> <laughs> the businessman's zoot suit, as I like to call it. What an odd choice, right? Like 1995, there was no, they couldn't get like Chris Rock or somebody to do this in 95. <laughs> somebody kind of relevant. This guy's suit looks like Hillary Clinton took a tumble in a dryer. <laughs> his, his closing joke at the end after White Zombie plays is, it's midnight. Do you know where your zombies are? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just don't say anything. So yes, Dennis Miller, I, I'm confused as to why maybe he was just available. Um, but boy, oh boy, MTV, usually pretty good about getting somebody kind of relevant and, uh, and quick. They dropped the ball hard. Maybe they were nervous because a year or two before they had Andrew Dice Clay on and he cussed up a storm. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my, do you have anything else? No, that's this. That? This goes under yeah. the jeers category of my cheers and cheers. Yeah. <laughs> jeers to Dennis Miller's stale delivery. Yeah. Um, my next top moment was the uh, what something we kind of talked about earlier, which is they had a video premiere. So they premiered a new video from an artist, a very big artist, and it was um, "Fantasy" by Mariah Carey. Welcome back to the 1995 Video Music Awards opening act. It's controlled chaos here. Wesley Snipes just walked in. Francis Bean was carried in by Kurt Cobain's mother, among other people, trying to get through the paparazzi pit downstairs. But on another note, the next chapter in Mariah Carey's fairy tale life is called Daydream, the pop diva's sixth album in as many years. Fantasy is the aptly titled first single in video, directed by Carey herself. At the same amusement park where scenes for the movies Big and Fatal Attraction were shot. It was there that I hung with Mariah the other day. Take a look. And I love this because I loved all video premieres. Because it was, you know, felt exclusive. <laughs> Even though you and 10, 100 million were watching it at the same time. <laughs> but also, I love this freaking song. You know, I like the, the, the Tom Tom Club song. I like the old dirty bastard version of this song. I like all of this stuff. Um, and uh, I just love this song. So it was fun to hear it. I, I hadn't heard it in a while and I forgot about it. And also she's very much um, still very young and, you know, she's still pretty now, but like very much young and like in her peak, like like everything about her was great. And, and um, yeah, it was fun seeing this. I, I really enjoyed this. I like theme parks. It was filmed at a theme park. <laughs> I liked how they walked around the theme park and talked about, I don't even remember what. What were they talking about? They, like Tabitha Soren, I think. Yeah. Walks with her at the theme park yeah. and says, hey, what do you like about theme parks? <laughs> Why'd you film your video here? 
<laughs> and she goes, "Did you all? Did you now? Did you do you always? Did you always like the Tom Tom Club song?" And she's like, "Yeah, it was my favorite song when I was a kid." <laughs> There's no way. I okay. Maybe okay. Maybe it was, but there is no way that she didn't freaking hear this song and go, "Ooh, I like that." Who, who is this? What is that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I'm glad that your favorite part of the music video awards was Mariah Carey's video. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm gonna say this. Like, my, watching through this, I was trying to think about like great moments in this thing and there mm. really was only one or two like that where you would think about them later and talk about them like oh there there was a here was a great pop culture moment in time or something and really there wasn't much in this you know like yeah yeah there were a couple of things where like crazy something crazy happened or where something you know emotional happened or whatever but it, but you know <clears throat> so I, I was reaching for some of these things it's funny because, yeah, you can be MTV. Yeah, you can you know, maybe pretend to be edgy or spontaneous. And yes, you can have like these cool acts that are the biggest thing right there. But at the end of the day, it's an award show, which are <laughs> overlong and get real boring. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yes. You could be giving it to best explosion <laughs> at the explodies. <laughs> which, which, which they kind of do at these things by the way yeah yeah the mtv ones are like that anyways <laughs> all right my next pick for uh something that was a big highlight for me was uh darius rucker with hootie and the blowfish <laughs> who, who are you looking forward to seeing here tonight anyone in particular hootie and the blowfish yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to that i i, I think it's great what that band has done yeah. and especially being a black artist and doing something yeah. different I admire that, whatever it is. They, t- they take a lot of abuse from people because they have hits. They're popular. They're successful. They do it. Th- Why do you suppose that is? I mean, someone does something and everybody hates them for it. Well, you know, I- I've always wondered what that is. You know, why people pick on on certain artists or yeah. all artists. I think it's very unfair. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is it's just music. It's not, uh, it's not brain surgery. It's not science. It's just music. It all started yeah. very simply many years right. ago with... Uh, slaves singing in fields. I mean, if you really want to take it all the way back, and it's just a song. Yeah. It's really simple. Well put. Boy. And I'll tell you the reason why. I'll tell you the reason why. Because I am. I did not care for Hootie and the Blowfish in 1995. Mm-hmm. I was at my peak snob. Uh, <laughs> sort of like, you know, I, I was 15 years old and in uh, the suburb of North Royalton, Ohio. So I knew a lot about music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Hooting the Blowfish, you know, not on my radar. I still don't care for them. We'll probably never buy their albums. But here's what I came to respect about Darius Rucker and Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> is from the jump, they are the punchline of so many yes! jokes from the people doing interviews to, you know, Dennis Miller's introduction of them. Everything about Hooting the Blowfish is them slamming them and coming within an inch of outright saying that they are lame because yes. they are this kind of, you know, adult... Contem- they must have been so bewildered at MTV when suddenly this adult contemporary hold my hand is <laughs> topping the charts along with Notorious B.I.G. Um, but And they're, they're nominated for all these... MTV music videos, they win an award for best 
male band or something like that. No, um, best new artist. Best new artist. That's what it was. Yeah. So, uh, so they're there and they're in their interviews and even the interviewee is kind of like has an attitude talking to this guy. And I can't because, imagine what <laughs> he says to him. Oh, he basically says to him, what, what is it? feel like to be a joke like like in the question he almost asks, like yeah the, yeah <laughs> yeah and, and they're just like we don't know i don't, I don't know we'll. yeah these guys have been in a band since 1985 so they've been a band for 10 years already and suddenly Jeez. they have mtv fame which must have been odd to them as well but i'm like man they are selling millions of units they're nominated for awards they still can't get respect and what is it like to be darius rucker a black musician who is not like lenny kravitz accepted in this rock world is not hanging out you know with with anybody in the rap world i'm guessing he's not chumming along with tlc uh no he's just kind of floating in another world and he he is such a good sport about it and he does not have to be because he is just gonna kick he has every right to be just shutting people down yes uh and 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 getting an attitude about it but he doesn't he's just like yeah well what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah. i love oh, i i i you know Obviously, yeah, we all have. I'm sure we feel the same way about them. But I, I thought it was nice what Lenny Kravitz said, where he was like, because I don't know why they brought up Hootie and the Blowfish. Because to him. it was a joke. He <laughs> said he Kurt Loder is interviewing Lenny Kravitz. He goes, "Who are you excited to meet here tonight? <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish." Yeah. And Lenny Kravitz just looks at me, and goes, "Uh, yeah, I'll meet them. You know, it's hard to be a black artist <laughs> in the music he goes, industry." I've, he goes. Yeah, he goes. I respect. Um, <laughs> I respect anyone doing something new, especially black people doing different music than yeah. every other black. He's like, like, <laughs> yeah. This is a guy who, who's also doing, you know, unstereotypical black music. You know, like, so like, like he's coming at him trying to get him to do a thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. I, I I have my issues with. How he's, whatever yeah. he's been so doing his uh, tribute to Jimi Hendrix for the past thirty years, but <laughs> but then he then but let's talk about them because talk about who the Hootie and the Blowfish the Fairweather Johnson boys themselves <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish okay, okay I have two two th- two moments that there's they win their award it's the after show or something and one of the VJs is is talking to them saying like, um, you know, what are you guys going to do next? You're on the end of your tour, right? You're, you're finishing your tour in your hometown, right? And he goes, Oh yeah. And we're playing, we're playing with a bunch of our, with a bunch of the bands who are, are all, we're all friends with. And she's like, Oh, let's name, name the bands. Who are they? And they're like, Johnny and the hometown, Frank and the Larry's. <laughs> it's like the hometown trio. <laughs> It's like they name they name what is clearly like uh dad rock bands like playing in in at the local bars in town that they're just friends with. <laughs> these are not they're not like some underground like indie like no, oh these are cool bands. No, like, no yeah, we're not playing with the like, butthole surfers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. They're like they are like playing with just like 
Yeah, it's like Jimmy and the Two Tones. <laughs> so there's that, and then just them and how they're dressing. Like I always thought to myself, like, like you would see like Adam Sandler come to an award show and he's just wearing like a basketball jersey or whatever. And I always thought, like, yeah, you know, like, um, I like that idea of like, uh, I'm not gonna do something special for this. I used to think that, and now I'm like, come on, do something special. <laughs> like, just, just you know, like put put on a put on a jacket. And yeah. Then, the basis is dressed like Charlie Brown, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and the way it's like watching them perform, it's like they were at a party and the, like Darius Rucker saw a guitar in the corner. It was like, Hey, give me that guitar. <laughs> and just started playing. Hold my hand. Well, this was a big swing back. I think it was the reaction from the eighties where you would get in your wardrobe yeah. So 90s was very much about like the real stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, but even but even like if you're Nirvana, right? Or whatever. Like, they have their look. Hoodie has a very mild <laughs> look. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like like even if he was like, let's create a look, it would still look a little bit more together than what they did. I agree. You know, like I agree. Which is they're they're dressed like it's Friday last day of classes before Labor Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now Darius Rucker, major country song, major country star. He yeah. is the, he has, he's the last, he had a number one country single. The last black artist to have a number one country single was uh, Ray Charles. <laughs> Seven Jeez. Spanish angels way back when, you know, so, I, I mean, that is the thing. Like, like, I don't know what his, like, I don't know his politics. I don't know his um, feelings about, um, you know, if he has any kind of like guilt, you know, like, or like any kind of like feeling of like not really interested in exploring his being a black person. And I have not heard him talk about anything, anything like that. Well, but he, like, he has recorded and performs a country song. Uh, it's called to me like Take Down That Flag. Okay. All right. And has gotten death threats over performing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Like, that's great. Uh, Like, I I would, I, all that leading up to say that, like, I, it's, it, as much as I can't stand his music and especially country versions of it. Sure. (laughs) Which now, when you look back, like, when I was like, why is he doing this Eddie Vedder voice? Like, just do a, just sing a song. But, like, it's clear he's really just doing a toned down country voice. And now it's the real thing. So like, and now country but, music sounds more like Hootie and the Blowfish because <laughs> right, right. country music has basically, it's just pop music with a slide guitar. Yeah. And so yeah. like when we went to the country uh, music hall of fame over the summer and there's, there's, there's a section of it devoted to black artists doing country music. Mm. Um, and so it and was, what's that it broom was, closet it, like? <laughs> <laughs> it's no, no. we're in a new woke world oh, it's okay. a very big section now so oh, thankfully it's okay yeah. uh and a lot of people just kind of strolling through really quickly but mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely a nice big area and it's nice to see like you know i'm ha- i'm happy for him and i'm i'm glad that he is able to do this kind of thing and so but yeah like that's how you like you're right this this was supposed to be their moment of like, look at these idiots. But they really were like, 
screw you. Like, yeah. Even in their moment know, of is, triumph, no respect. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're like, like you did this. Like you're, you're the reason why we're here. Like I wouldn't have just come here yeah. to do my music. Like, <laughs> you had me on. So, you know, it's not my fault that, that you don't like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't play my music video then. So cheers to Darius Rucker yeah. and all the blowfish. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to buy your albums, but I, I respect you. Wait, is he Hootie? That was always the joke. joke And he said, like, I realized when we got big, I was going to be called Hootie for the rest of my life. But it is not as though that was ever his nickname. It's literally just the name of the band. But, of course, everyone, you know. Okay. What what else are people going to think? It's very funny. It's very funny. (laughs) It's very funny. So, you know, kudos. Yeah. Um, (laughs) My third top moment, and maybe my number one moment, I don't know. No, this is probably my number two. If I'm ranking these, I haven't been, but if I'm ranking these, um, has to do with not something that is actually in the show. Mm. It was during the commercials, which you know I hate talking about commercials, but I think the only way to watch this is, you know, I will talk about them and love to talk to them. If the only way to watch this is with a video file that also has the commercials, and I think that's what this one has, um, is a commercial for a compilation um called what is it called it's like living in the 90s living in the 90s living (laughs) in the 90s oh what an ad when it comes to the music of the 90s anything goes music today is everywhere no need to label it if it's good we'll play it that's why we got living in the 90s two and a half hours of the coolest songs on two cds and two cassettes check it out Can't touch this. I'm 260 for my shirt. There's only one thing left to say about living in the 90s. You're unbelievable. To order, call the number on your screen or send check or money order. Two CDs, $26.99. Two cassettes, $21.99. Rush delivery available. Living in the 90s is not sold in stores. And it's just one of these great, like, stupid mu- music compilation uh, commercials where, you know, you pay 30 bucks and you get five CDs. <laughs> and I'm sure ads for the rest of your life selling you more <laughs> crap like this. And... It, it's called Living in the 90s. It's It's got a brick wall with the Living in the 90s spray painted on it, uh, which was very much a picture of the 90s. Graffiti on a brick wall. I don't understand that at all. Um, but let me tell you, man, every song on this compilation, I was into. No. Totally into. no. <laughs> and they sucked. No. Like, this song sucked. <laughs> the songs freaking sucked. Well, what about these, like, the two Dorcases who host this ad? <laughs> The two the g- squarest squares <laughs> you could ever have talking about how much music in the 90s rules. I think this was filmed at a Hootie and the Blowfish Fish concert <laughs> <laughs> in the audience. <clears throat> so you're a big fan of, yeah, unbelievable. Ah! <laughs> yes. yes. And, and right here, right now. Yeah. yeah. Big oh, I'm Too like, Sexy fan. Oh, listen. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm not. I'm not a big I'm Too Sexy fan. 
But I was into it. It like it. I'm like, yes, get, give it to me. I want this. <laughs> I want this compilation. I want to hear the music. I want to be reminded of where I was, the exact moment I heard um, Desiree. Mm. <laughs> you got to be bad. You got to be bold. <laughs> Does the CD also do that? It reminds you of where you were. It says Pizza Hut before each song. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually remember being at Pizza at one time <laughs> and remembering songs with people the way you, they do in these commercials. <laughs> this this is going to just turn into pizza parlor memories if we don't <laughs> really watch ourselves. Bring Did out, you see that they had all these Bring big out hits? the red checkered tablecloth, mm. the red jar candle, and <laughs> the red pitcher. And, and the Bucket Club, the the red pebbled plastic tumblers. I almost bought some, but I had to buy like a pack of twenty, so I, I, I chose not to. Uh, did you see that one of the songs on the album is the Shaquille O'Neal rap with like Shaquille O'Neal and the the Kung Fuins or something like oh, that? Oh. Okay, when I saw the listing for the Fushnikins, the Fushnikins, right, there, there we go. Right. Can we rock? What's up, Doc? I was like. Okay, first of all, I just could not believe that they put this song on there. Like, like it, it was a big song and it was a big rap song. Were they just like, look, we got to find a rap song to put on this thing? Who here knows about rap music? Because that is a that was a good like. It's not okay. There are so many other early ninety. By the way, by the way, we're not even. We're barely halfway into the 90s. Yes. And they're yeah. already doing a living in the 90s. Already so curating it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, don't forget. So this would mean that they're curating from like the early 90s. There are plenty of rap songs that are way more impactful and should have been included on this. I disagree. But, <laughs> but this is also in my mind is like it was a big song, but also kind of a deep cut in the sense of like. Sure. All of the hits they could have chose. I'm like, I'm like, that's why when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is going on my top moments. <laughs> so that's a what cheers. What did you call them? What did you call them? Uh, oh, I don't. I forget what I call them. The, the Kung Fu Nicks or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Fush, the Fushnikins. Um, so this is a cheers for you. Oh, cheers category. Cheers. Okay, top cheers. Top All right. Cheers. All right, I got to go in. Hey, buddy, I hate to say it. I got another jeers. Oh, no. I got a big jeers. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm leaving my, uh, with the exception of me shaking my head at you saying how much you loved every track on the album. <laughs> Only because I never have to hear uh, I'm Too Sexy uh, another time in my life. Uh, I am trying to leave all my musical tastes on the table and just uh, you know talk about the show and talk about the performances it was hard for me to be uh, that neutral about the performance from the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> oh my gosh I, Nathan I, Nathan uh, <laughs> how did you react to this performance <laughs> did you feel like your television was melting <laughs> no I fast forwarded through this performance <laughs> against the rules so against the rules you gotta live through it listen it sucked so bad look okay i I saw the whole performance every time i would hit the fast forward it would only go ahead like 10 seconds okay (laughs) so i saw this thing but i kept hitting that as if i was in like a 
testing. <laughs> like, like, I do not like this. <laughs> So, you know how, uh, you know, I and look, everyone out there, my card's on the table. I am not a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Uh, it's just a tasting with me. Sure. But, uh, you know, usually you kind of know what you're going to get into whenever they take the stage, which is booba dabba dee dabba California, right? <laughs> yeah. It's either going to be like, beba dabba dee dabba. Nailed it. Perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> It's either going to be a slow version of Bebadobadubadup California or a fast version of it. <laughs> this song, which was apparently, so Under the Bridge had come out, um, Give It Away had come out. This was from their new album, One Hot Minute. This, mm. this was the first single they released. And I went and oh listened, which gosh. is called Warped. This song... It, it, is unlistable because I went on YouTube. It's like, what is this song supposed to sound like? <laughs> right. It, they were performing it perfectly. <laughs> this song, how would you describe it? Like somebody poured Hawaiian punch on a red hot chili peppers CD <laughs> while you're trying to play it. it it's is, like, uh, everyone is playing a different part of music. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, Anthony Kiedis one of my least favorite frontmen in rock and roll is wearing pants with big flames sticking out the side of them. <laughs> uh, and it's, this song is eight hours long. It oh. goes from slow to fast, but it, I, I thought, I thought that there was a problem with their uh, microphones or something. It's like, you nailed it when you said everyone's playing something different is what it feels like. Like, like, it feels, yeah, like a joke. <laughs> like they're doing a bit because because during the show they've they've been in like they've been interviewed in the, in the beginning. They're interviewed throughout the show, and they're all doing bits the entire time. So like this feels like a bit. Like because you can look, they like cut to the drummer. The drummer's like laughing. <laughs> like it feels like like he's just smiling. I'm like, this is a bit. This isn't a song. This is them doing like a joke of a song that they do. No, this is uh, this was gonna be their. Hopeful number one hit, and uh, producer Jeremy will give you a clip to play right now. Don't forget, Jeremy. <laughs> your your career <laughs> is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now that you know I'm not lying and you've heard that, um, we withstood that for you. <laughs> and, uh, man, it's, it's also funny because in the post show, people were talking about the performance like it was great. I think everyone is just friends with Flea is kind of what my takeaway is. <laughs> I feel like everybody knows this guy and they're just chummy with him. Do you think that he's not good? I think Flea is a very good bass player. Yeah. I I uh but it's it's strange how everybody singled him out in the post show to talk about like a moment they liked. Mm. As they talked about him. Well, they talked about the fact that he was in his underwear. 
That's it. That seems to be what people cannot, they can't believe that somebody be just wearing their underwear on stage. <laughs> so che- jeers, jeers to the boys. I jeers from that as well. Red Hot Chili I don't Peppers. know. I don't want to say that you, ha- I don't know if you have something else on your list, but there is <laughs> another performance that goes horribly wrong. And it seems like technical glitch. Is this on your list or no? It's, it's, it's a runner up. Let's talk about it. Okay. What is I'll, it? I'll, I'll, uh, w- 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 it's the um, yeah. Let's break protocol here, and we'll talk about it. one of the runners up. It's white in, during White Zombies performance. <gasps> oh like, God! They just like at oh. some point, like I, f- <laughs> I feel so like bad. he, like okay, it's that song that you know, and more it's human like, than human. Yes. Okay, so that's yeah, that, like, they're playing the song, cat. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, they're just throwing a cat by its tail around. <laughs> and the, so, like, something happens and everything's out of sync. Yes. And they're all just kind of like, at one point, I think the guy just, like, doesn't, I feel like he just says whatever. <laughs> like, yes. I feel like he just says. <laughs> Can't, he clearly can't hear what's going on. Everyone is playing out of time. It's so painful. And White Zombie is the closing act, and they are just bombing so hard. Oh my gosh! It is so weird. Like, like that one to me, it sounded like literally what you're saying. Like, like I feel like literally like everyone is off. Like, and they're a step behind. And like he just like he just like at one point he just starts doing lyrics to the song because he knows that that's it's there. Yeah. Like, like maybe, maybe I will be on key. I don't, maybe I will be on time and key. I don't know, but I'm just going to do this. Well, when you're singing a white zombie song, you got to get the right key. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the harmonies depend on it. <laughs> also, I had, I had the feeling as though this was a very, this is a radio city music hall and they have extenders. They have an extender that goes into the crowd and then two yeah. separate wings that they built on It is a very wide stage. And yeah. I think as though uh, Rob Zombie maybe misjudged how much he could run back and forth and sing because <laughs> this guy is out of breath pretty quickly. He's like, more human. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 more human than human. Yeah, that's right. I, I more never human to than them. the human. <laughs> yeah. It kind of turns never- into that. <laughs> I never got into these guys very much. And so, like, actually, they play this song a lot at the beginning of the show, like, during, like, when they're coming out from a commercial break. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is that famous song. What is this famous song that they that they always played whenever they would come from commercial break on MTV? And it's this freaking one. But, yeah, it was pretty bad. White Zombie um, kind of just turned yeah. into a group that you play uh, before sports games or at uh, aggressive strip clubs. <laughs> Like I picture, <laughs> yeah, I picture them as like uh, that, like uh, 
uh, like you'd play like while you're waiting in line at Cedar Point. <laughs> For a roller coaster. Wow, what a perfect describer. <laughs> I mean, there's a song that they would always play, which was um, uh, <laughs> Baby, I'm ready to go <laughs> from the rooftop. Shout it out. <laughs> They would play what? that all the time. What song is this? America's Roller Coast. Uh, oh, like is this an exclusive? Is it an exclusive Cedar Point track? No, it's oh. like um, what song is this? Um, is it Biff Naked or something? <laughs> <laughs> it is Biff Naked. Um, isn't that who that is? I have never uh, heard of a group. Jeremy, do you know what he's talking about? I know the song. I don't know the name of the group. Hold on. At all. Is it Let me, early 2000s? Is it like aggro rock? Oh, it's Republica. Republica. Oh, okay. Wow, I never would have gotten that. I, yeah, I never would have gotten that. Do you remember them playing it in lines? <laughs> like there was a commercial Who are you talking for... To? <laughs> just uh, Jeremy. Oh, okay. there, there was a commercial for Cedar Point that used that song as their commercial. And so, like, when you're waiting in lines, they would have, like, they would have it looped. And so, you're just, every once in a while, it'd be like, bang, 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 this song. I just remember being in line and, like, just, like, we would all be just by the by the by the you know these lines are two or three hours. So by the end you're just baby. <laughs> everyone knows every lyric and everyone's just like, gosh, this freaking song. I always think it's Biff Naked, but it is Republica. Republica. Wow. Okay. Um. Okay. Anyways, yeah. That I I uh, White Zombie. I I just wrote down. Um. I wrote down for them Halloween the band. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> It's definitely Parma Haunted House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so my fourth and final top moment is probably my top, top moment. Oh. And it is definitely a cheer. <gasps> okay. Um, and it is the MTV station identifications. The little, sometimes animated, sometimes live action, uh, just things like saying, oh, this you're watching MTV. And they're always so weird and gross sometimes they're freaking just a like someone's drawn like a, a fleshy mass that's like opening itself like oh <laughs> just like birthing itself over and over again until it then just turns into a blobby m with a tv like jamming out from a broken bone or something or it's like you know like a funny actor or like a fa- person who's super famous now or something you know playing some like like what, what, who was it? Donald Logue playing the greasy Jimmy cab, cab driver. driver. Yeah, yeah. Like all those. Like although I'm not crazy about the salon one they showed. Oh, I liked that. The drag queens okay. doing uh, putting toupees on people from rock stars. Yeah, I thought that was okay. I thought it was okay. I, I, it, it just wasn't to me. It wasn't as great as. Um, although I also didn't like the Beavis and Butthead. Uh, you know the CK commenting. one. Those were parodies of those CK one ads where right. they had teenagers in a room in their underwear, <laughs> and right, it, it's supposed right. to feel like the beginning of a porn. 
Yeah. Yes. They got yeah, yeah, yeah. they got in a minor trouble for those at one point. So yes, they have a parody style where Beavis and Butthead are the people off camera talking to a woman. Very and you very, know what? very like, comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not I'm not the biggest Beavis and Butthead fan. I like I like them fine. I I like Mike Judge. Um I just they get into that territory of like sometimes the joke it feels like it actually is the thing. Like, sure. you know, <laughs> you know, like Beastie Boys doing Fight for Your Right or whatever. Like, like even they said, like, you know, it just, like we became the thing we were making fun of. And I kind of feel like sometimes they're like that, but, um, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I like Mike Judge and I know that's not, Mike, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> We'd still love to have you on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyways, um, I love those. I, 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 I that's always, I always loved the Nickelodeon ones. I always loved the ones in between Saturday morning cartoons. Like those are always fun and a huge blast from the past. So it was fun to see those again. Our name is Maxine. Please touch touch our buttons. You have selected. We are in we are in the living room. You may now enter the system. MTV keeps you plugged in. It's always a great idea to give animators just like little 10 second clips and pretty much just let them do what they want to do. It, it's almost yeah. always pays off. I yeah. wish people would do it more. I wish that I feel like good independent animation is just on the realm of the internet now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, all right. What's your, what's your uh, last one here? Okay. This is a, a dividing both a cheer and a jeer. And it is mm. to, our wraparound hosts, Kurt Loder and Tabitha Soren. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the hosts of MTV News. Kurt Loder was supposed to be like the the disaffected older rock critic. He was a rock critic at Rolling Stone who famously said that MTV was stupid when it first came out. And <laughs> they offered him a job as a VJ almost to like spite him. And he took it and he became a major fixture at MTV. Mm-hmm. And Tabitha Soren uh, was the other person who handled the news duties. They are your hosts for the celebrity interviews, for most of the celebrity interviews at the pre and post shows. And I remember VJs when I was watching as a teenager, and you're just like, oh, these people are so cool, and they're doing such a great job. Mm-hmm. And I watch it now, and I'm like, Oh boy, these people are just the biggest Dorcases. <laughs> They're not yeah. very good at interviewing, except for <laughs> Tabitha Soren, who I think is a good interviewer. Um, I current loader. Uh, I'm he's, giving him he's a jeer. Asking awful questions. I feel like he's trying to get them to say things. Like I think he's like trying to gotcha yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah, not gotcha, but like he wants dish. He wants to like dish, which is so weird because. He's like, in my mind, I never even saw him as a VJ. I always saw him as the respectable, respectable news. Yes, he anchor. did the news. Yeah, yeah. And so I always saw him as like a respectable person on the show. Like everyone else is just having fun, but he's there to do work. <laughs> and I think that that's what he tried to do because he always had that disaffected tone, which now yeah. seems very grating. I don't like it. Yeah. It now. Like it's saying, it seems like he now seems like the older try hard at a party who you talk to for a minute. You're like, oh boy, this guy's really uh, thinks <laughs> a lot of himself. Um, he's the guy who like, like recorded like fake radio shows when he, when he was a kid. <laughs> uh, or like he like had his own ham radio. 
Yeah, I think I think he is trying to get those moments from people because he can be acting like he's the real serious voice, but he knows what MTV is looking for, which are clips of rock stars dishing or saying something yeah. salacious. So I think he's he's digging for those for those moments. Uh, and Tabitha Soren, I think, just does a good job of kind of towing the line. She says a couple things that make it clear that she isn't just buying into everything and she's uh oh yeah an independent um, thinker especially at the end which oh, is yeah. the funniest <laughs> thing i've ever heard on an award show because and uh, okay well let, let me say what it is they're talking this is about one of my runners up they're talking the well i this is a big this is what if gets me the, the, the not a real top one. the <laughs> ultimate cheers of this whole show for me is tabitha soren uh saying this quip which is they're talking about Michael Jackson uh, being mobbed by fans. And she goes, yeah, mobbed by a bunch of little boys. <laughs> I, love that he, I love that he brought the cheering section with him. I yeah, lots of so cheering inspired. little boys. A short <laughs> My and jaw Kurt, dropped. And Kurt Loder, like, does one of those, like, hm? like hm? <laughs> <laughs> his, his face turns sideways, and he's like, oh. He looks off to someone like, yep, looking at a producer to see. Like, cut. <laughs> and they do. They cut immediately afterwards. I'm sure so she can get lectured about Michael Jackson's people being mad. Oh my God. That, okay. That's not like a rib, like a subtle, like that's like a. No, that's. Holy moly. Yeah. Like, that was a real deal. Like uh, I, when she said that, I just. I just kept thinking she did not mean it to say it that way. Did she? Like, I think but, she did. But I think she did. Yeah. I really think she did. I'm sure people were... I'm sure there are people at MTV who were not happy they were so, uh, to turn a phrase, in bed with Michael Jackson still <laughs> after that was still going on. <laughs> Cut, Jerry! <laughs> Uh, did you happen to watch the extra footage of uh, the Courtney Love Madonna section? No, because I could not stomach the amount they showed. I could not like it, like whenever someone is, and I don't know if Courtney Love can I can um, I can I set up what this is first? Yeah, please okay. do, please do. So Kurt Loder was interviewing Madonna, and we don't see it in here. You have to. I, I found they played it on another point on MTV, but I because they had to edit language out. So you see a little yeah. bit of this, but you don't see the whole thing. I searched it out and saw the whole thing. And I encourage you to do it as well. Kurt Loder's <laughs> interviewing Madonna after the show, and then makeup compacts start hitting Madonna, <laughs> and it's Courtney Love standing below them, throwing makeup at Madonna. And then they Kurt Loder goes, uh, you want to come up here, Courtney? And Madonna goes, please, please don't. And then Courtney Love, like, hey, guys. And just kind of takes her, shoves Kurt out of the way. And is first she's sitting on the floor. And then Kurt Love says, oh, why don't you just sit down? And then he gives her his chair. Madonna looks so uncomfortable. Courtney Love starts saying. She is, Madonna's a pro. She is <laughs> such a champ during this clip that I saw. Like, she is just indulging it, and I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, she walks off halfway through. She goes, okay. okay, I gotta go, and then she leaves, and then they kind of have to, like, get a cattle prod out and prod Courtney Love off the set. <laughs> Whenever someone is, like, 
uh, I don't know if she was, but whenever someone's like wasted or like on drugs or something, and they're like acting like like uh, like they're yeah. just like very much like you hate like, me, don't you? You hate me, don't you? It's that energy, <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. Like someone who's just like hanging on you, and like you're like uh, it's like <laughs> I get so. I just get so uncomfortable and I feel sick and I'm like, so I couldn't watch this. It was so embarrassing. It was so bad to watch this. And I just, I couldn't, I was like, there's no way I'm watching the whole freaking thing. I don't care how crazy Court, Kurt Loder and Tabitha Soren say it is. But um, I wanted to mention a couple other runners up sure. that just... And I'll mention this one first because it, it's in the same line. Uh, Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown Ooh. also wasted out of their Ooh. mind doing the same thing. And Bobby Brown almost like ready to throw down with Dennis Miller. <laughs> Luckily, he, he pulled through at the end there. But and yeah, that was a, that was a, a moment. Um, the tab of the sword one cheering boys is definitely on my list. I love it. But also, okay, two more. Uh, Christopher Walken, <laughs> who, who decides at some point, I don't know. It feels like he bails on the bit immediately. Well, explain what you're talking about. I, I, I don't even fully remember all so, what's happening, but is it, is he with the basketball player? It's Dennis Rodman, Dennis oh, Rodman yeah, and Christopher right. Walken so, come out. Dennis Rodman, Starts saying like, okay, so just to be clear, I am the biggest, baddest basketball player, and I'm this, and I'm that. And Watkins just kind of sitting by him, going, oh, oh, okay. And he's he's doing that thing where he's like, he's like, does that thing where he like kicks his arms forward just to, to like straighten out his suit with his shoulders, you know? And he just, and then he just goes, hit him with the nominees. <laughs> Cut to the nominees. He doesn't even say whatever the sentence is. I don't know. I'm assuming that Rodman just started not, just did not refuse to do the script and walk in. <laughs> ben had nothing to say and just said, okay, here's the nominees. Yeah, it was, but but the way Walken says, yeah, right. right. <laughs> the way he says, like, nominees. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, um, the interview with the bandmate of Jerry Garcia where they're talking about uh, him being dead. Like this guy is taking this death so well. I've never seen someone accept the death of a close friend and family member as this guy. Like he's talking about like, like he's just like, like, like hey, blah, 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 whatever, you know, hey, give him to the guy's guy. We all die. Some die, die, you know, that's how I see it. And like some guy comes like, like fans are coming up to him and saying like, oh, he, Jerry meant so much to me and your music. And he's just like, look, that's for you. You need that. I don't need that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I just, I was like, this guy is just a chill. I mean, maybe that's what that music does to you. <laughs> I don't know. Certainly the people in the audience where they show like clips where there's just a bunch of white people doing weird dances. <laughs> like, <laughs> like certainly they're all chill too. So maybe that's what this is. Maybe I need to get into this. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's something I talk a lot about on this show is I, I miss, um, those moments of non non produced moments that just yeah. get cut out now, you know, 
foot it could be footage of somebody looking bored on camera. <laughs> it could be yeah. <laughs> people not having their mics cut off soon enough. But uh man, that's what makes these kind of events interesting. And we get less and less of that the more produced and the more that just kind of like, you know, Disney owns everything. They'll scrub everything within a, a inch of its life. And that's right. That's too bad because for as long and drawn out as you know, five hours of watching this thing can be, we did just talk about a lot of things that were definitely unplanned and interesting. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's a fun, it was a fun event. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I liked it, and I'm I'm looking forward to potentially doing more of these um, if we can find as many as we can. Oh boy! Well, ninety six. <laughs> oh yeah, and also, they MTV also did movie awards, and those were always like really kind of like rebellious and like silly, and I always remembered h- how fun they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if they really were fun or if I was just a kid. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see but how I remember fun it was. I can re- I can even remember like like I remember Jim Carrey moments and things like that where something big happened and always those things always stick with me. Did they do any other ones? They did movie awards, music awards. No, that was enough. Video awards. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was it. Um, we yeah, have we so. have to do the year that the Crush, starring Alicia Silverstone, won Best Movie over Jurassic <laughs> Park and Schindler's List. <laughs> was that a viewer's choice? Uh, I believe the movies award the movie awards were all viewers' choice. Okay, yeah, that makes. I sense. don't know who voted for the MTV Music Video Awards because there was a there is a viewers' choice. There's a viewers' choice award. that you would call in a 900 number, but I don't know who voted yeah. on the awards itself. You know, it's it, uh, that's interesting because I was thinking about I'm like I don't understand why Waterfalls won over. Um, Buddy Holly. Oh yeah, TLC takes home a lot of awards for their boring waterfalls video. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, fine, you know, whatever. Like, I, I'm not, I don't have any feelings about that video, except that it is definitely not better than freaking Buddy Holly, <laughs> Buddy Holly video. Which no, was a, of course, which not. was like a technical achievement mm-hmm. and a mass, like an amazing, like yeah, you know, one of the best music videos I think, like in a list of videos i think that's in the top there i sure. agree sure little spike jones mm-hmm. yeah that was fun seeing him i always like a nice spike jones moment <laughs> all right well if you also appreciate spike jones moments then uh don't forget to review and subscribe to us <laughs> on any platform every platform <laughs> if the platform doesn't play podcasts get on the phone and beg them to request it and request request them only to play our podcast call your local npr station i guess other golden ox (laughs) network shows as well i'll give i'll throw you that breadcrumb jeremy (laughs) thank you we need the revenue yeah (laughs) yeah please we love you write a review five stars only five stars Um, only and yeah to all you moon men out there Bye. Mm. Bye.